Oh, um, really quick side note. Can we talk about how my voice changes when I talk to people? I mean, I sound like a man right now. And with our interview, listening back, I think my voice goes up by like several pitches. Am I a fake? Is is that what is that what it is? Is that am I a faker? <laughs> Hey, hey, it's me, your favorite girl in your years, Miss Megan. Um, all right, big big day today, because I am presenting to you the very first interview that I did with a random. And believe it or not, that whole idea of hitting up a Facebook group ended up being a great success as I have like 20 people wanting to interview. So they don't know me. So that's definitely part of the reason why they're willing to just spend 30 minutes talking with me. But yeah, I'm really excited. So this first one up, um, it's going to be great. I'm excited for you guys to hear our little chit chat. Um, but before we jump into that, just wanted to give some life updates, maybe some fun facts. I don't know. I don't really know what the vibe is. What do you want? What do you guys want? Tell me. Um, oh, fun fact. This is so random, but for some reason in high school, I thought I was like so cool and I would just say, stupid things. And like, I think I kind of had trends going. I don't know why anyone listened to anything I said. Actually, who am I kidding? It wasn't a trend. It was people literally mocking me, but I used to always say, I'm just Joshnya. Yeah. Dramatic pause because that, why, why, why Megan? I don't know. I would just, instead of saying like, yeah, I'm just kidding. I'd be like, oh yeah, I'm just Joshnya. <laughs> like, oh my God. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. That is just weird. There was something else. Oh, I used to call people punks all the time. Um, so there's just like been a lot of growth here in case you can't tell. So I actually, there's probably people who are going to listen to this from high school. Um, probably not probably most definitely will judge me, but you know what? It's okay. I'm, I think that since my low points were in high school. That means I'm just on an upward trajectory, a very slow upward trajectory, but an upwards trajectory nonetheless. Nonetheless, thank you. So yeah, that's just two run fun random facts. Um, and other things, uh, I don't really have anything else to say. So cool. All right. So I guess we'll just jump right into it. Um, this is kind of crazy. I'm here with Twain today. And Twain, thank you so much for joining. You're kind of my guinea pig for all of this. So I'm super excited to jump right in. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, this is great. Um, so I guess since I truly don't know you <laughs> at all, which is so funny to me, um, if you want to just like give a little bit of a background, like um, your name obviously is Twain, you're, where you're from, um, if you grew up around here, any sort of uh, background info that you'd like to start off with. Okay. Um, I, my name's Twain. Um, I grew up in the Northwest suburbs of Chicago. So I've like grown up in uh, like 40 minutes from here. It's not too far, but it's pretty like big town. I would say like Glen Ellen, Glendale Heights area. I currently live like in the heart of downtown, like Streeterville area with my dog and what I'm, kind of dog people want to know? He, he's a golden doodle and he is <gasps> no. <laughs> yes. His name is Kodak. He's a big brown dog and he literally walks me more than I walk him. Oh um, my gosh, I love that. <laughs> but he's a sweetheart. Like it's scared of smaller dogs and like yeah. <laughs> yeah, just like the most skittish dog. But yes. Um outside of that, I enjoy cooking. Um I work full time as a logistics broker and a team lead. 
and I am 29 years old and I don't know, I guess I'm just your typical millennial. Yeah, I <laughs> um, love it. Love, love brunch, love, you know, um, trying new places to eat and try to get a workout in every chance that I get, but my motivation hasn't exactly been there lately. <laughs> That's okay. It's, it's happened to the best of us. I think the oh, COVID yeah. hit me with a nice 20 pounds that I yeah. <laughs> didn't yeah. need. <laughs> I, was, I was like so consistent. And then once that happened, then I started making excuses. So it's, it's hard to get back into it, you know? Totally. Okay. So first question I have for you today is what does success mean to you? So is there any sort of requirements you have for yourself that is ideal for you to feel like you're successful? Um, what do you see from other people that you, you know, strive for, for that success? What is, what does success look like? Um, I guess that's really changed over the years for me. Um, I grew up in a first generation, like immigrant family, right? My parents both came straight from Vietnam. Um, I was their first child to raise in America. So like all of this was like a culture shock for them. Right. Um, so growing up, it was always like, go to school, you know, make money and be a doctor. And they really wanted me to go into the medical field. Um, so when I graduated high school, I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life. Like I knew that I didn't want to be a doctor or do any of that medical stuff. Um, so I went into business communications and I, to this day, like I'm, I'm a logistics broker and I, I don't know how to explain to my parents, like what I do. <laughs> <laughs> like I, it's real, they, they thought it's like a pyramid scheme. Like they don't understand what oh my I do. God. Like, yes. Um, but yeah, like, and I, I guess my idea of success, like before I like, it, I thought it was like, you know, money, car, house, married with a husband and kids. And now that I'm 29 and I, I honestly thought I was going to be married with kids and a family by like 28. So mm -hmm. now that I'm 29 and single and living in the heart of Chicago by myself, I'm like, wow, okay. I'm so bad. <laughs> I don't have a car. Um, it's, I don't know. I guess my idea of success is like some being financially stable, but also at the same time doing something that I'm passionate about that I can look mm -hmm. forward to coming into work every single day um, and doing, um, I love my that, job. Yeah. yeah. My job right now isn't exactly, I would say it's stressful. Right. Mm -hmm. But like being able to come in and interact with the people that I work around every single day and helping, cause I'm a team lead. So I have a team behind me and just helping people come up in this industry and seeing them do well, like kind of gives me fulfillment. Um, and it's, awesome. it's a very, it's a very transactional business. So it's not mm -hmm. always just like customers aren't always turning around and telling you like, Hey, good job with this. Good job with that. You know? And, um, it, I, just being a broker in the middle is just very much collateral stuff. So I guess for me, yeah, success is just, sorry, I ramble a lot too. Success oh, is no, I love this. <laughs> doing something that I'm like passionate about while being financially stable or at least comfortable where I'm able to do all the things that I like to do. Um, there's yeah, something absolutely. that I do, I do like name brands for and to like be able to afford that and stuff. But yeah, I think it's just, it's hard. It's hard right now to understand like that moment where you're like, I finally made it, you know, like it's oh, just absolutely. so different for, for everybody. I, I do think that a lot of people kind of start off with what you first identified as your ideas of success with, you know, you want that money, you want that, the riches, you want that 
for me personally, it was always like that label of, oh, she's made it. You know, when people are around you staring at you saying, oh, she's got it figured out. Um, but you did say like, as, you know, as you got older, you transitioned to more of that passion and wanting to find something like that fulfills you. Do you have yeah. an idea of kind of when that started happening or was it, do you just notice it now after reflecting back at, you know, your past five, six years that you're in a different place now than you had expected to be? So yeah, I mean, the past five or six years has just been weird. Um, just a little backstory. So I was in a very long-term, re- I was in a five-year relationship and oh, wow, we okay. recent. yeah, it's been like a year since we've broken up and, um, I can get into that a little bit later, but like we, yeah. the whole, every, we were pretty happy and everything, but I just became very codependent on him. Mm-hmm. And I, if, if you know me at all, I'm a very like strong-willed, spontaneous person that just like, I'm, I should be able to handle myself. And I, there's just moments where I just relied on him so much. And I'm like, I don't like the person that I am becoming. And I knew it was because of him and I just got comfortable. And I was just like, I have to do this for myself. So, mm-hmm. um, I think it was in the past year, yeah. <laughs> um, just like basically like we broke our lease. Like we signed our lease for, I think 18 months and we lived together for three months when I pulled the trigger and was just like, I can't do this anymore. Oh, so wow. each so of us pretty, that was your first time living together. That was our first, we were living together. So we dated for five years. One year we, we moved in after a year of living together downtown. Um, okay. And I've never lived alone before. So breaking my lease costed a lot of money. And essentially that kind of caused me to go broke. Like I had to dip into my savings and stuff. And mm-hmm. that was like the biggest stressor. I'm like, I've never lived alone before. So um, doing that and like now just kind of reflecting back, like obviously money has kind of been a little bit of a struggle while I'm trying to get back on my feet as far as like doing my job and being financially stable. So like mm-hmm. there's times when it's really hard and I'm just like, I have a roof over my house, like over my head. I have a place to call home that I'm able to go home to and sleep and rest and go back to work and be able to do that all again. And I, I, I feel like social media, like every single time I open up, like somebody's getting engaged, somebody's married, somebody's having a kid. And like these people are younger than me or like not much older than me. And I'm like, I reflect back and I'm like, I feel like I'm not in a good place, but just because I'm not where they are or like, on this timeline where they're at, like, it doesn't mean that I'm not successful, you know? Right. Right. Um, And you had, I personally, I don't want to speak for you, but personally, I think that every relationship you're in, whether it ends good or bad, there's some purpose behind it. And you, I mean, I think it's incredible that you realized for yourself that you were becoming some, someone you didn't want, want to be, mm -hmm. which that takes a lot of guts to walk away from something like that, because obviously you had gotten comfortable. Like, I mean, you just said you, you had been. So to Mm -hmm. tell yourself that you need to go start fresh and start new. I think that is some growth that those 26 year olds having full-blown families and careers, maybe not, might not have achieved yet. So Mm -hmm. I think that's pretty impressive in itself. So there's no need to compare yourself with those other ones. I mean, it's obviously very easy to do so, but I think you're spot on with, you know, you're figuring out your life for yourself and it's challenging at times, but sounds like you're you're making the right strides so that's great (laughs) and like just to be clear to like the listeners and stuff like it wasn't a he wasn't a bad guy like he Mm -hmm. treated me very well he took care of me like our relationship I wouldn't say it was perfect like we fought a lot and we bickered and you know just like every other couple does um and like our families were very close like we literally thought we were end game for each other you know and I just I've heard, I talked to my friends and they were like, if you know, your living situation is what you're worried about. Like I can tell you're unhappy and I can tell that like, this is seriously living. Like, I just felt like I needed to get out of this rut or I needed someone who was going to 
challenge me a little bit more. I don't know what it was about it, but like it just spoke to me that I needed to make the change. And I think taking that dive was like one of the biggest steps. I'm like, like I said before, I've never lived alone. Like even growing up as a child, like I always had someone at home with me. Like my grandma was always in the house. So, and I, I don't know what the word to explain. I'm very paranoid, not paranoid, but like I, I have a fear of getting like snatched in the middle of the street. Like it's like, it's, it's scary. <laughs> that is not like, at I, all where I thought that was going. <laughs> like I just like just just like I think worst case scenario a lot of times, and like I'm in my head and I kind of like mm-hmm. freak myself out. So like he was that safety blanket for me, you know. And like yeah. I I always just had someone there to always talk to. So like learning to be alone this past year and learning how to fill my time up and motivate myself and be that person for me and learning structure and discipline, you know, like for a while I was just leaving work and just going to happy hours every single week. And I was just like, all right, I have to scale that back a little bit. And even with working out, like now I just make a goal at least like two to three days. So like the discipline part and not having him there to like do that for me has definitely taught me a lot in the past year. Um, That's awesome. Sorry. I'm going on a tangent right now. (laughs) No, no, not at all. No, this is great. Um, I mean, so I kind of do want to go back to, you know, when you were, were growing up too, you had mentioned your parents were immigrants. What, what mm-hmm. did your parents do, if you don't mind me asking? Like, where did that so, medical push come from? So like I, the Asian culture just thinks that like, unless you're in the medical field, you're not successful. Like it's always like, grow up and be a doctor, go up and be a nurse, go, you know, mm-hmm. because that is the, that is the profession that makes the most money. But they also don't understand the years of stuff. Like the, the Asian culture has this huge idea of like, you know, you have to be smart to make all this money and be able to do, you know, this and that in order to be successful. So like, that's what they wanted for me. Like they thought that, you know, coming here to give me a better life and um, giving up everything that they had to to do that. Like I, they're like, we gave you all these opportunities. Why are you not taking advantage of it? You know, mm-hmm. but it's just like the medical field was not for me, but my dad was a machine operator um, and my mom was for a little bit as well. And then she about, I think I was in like sixth grade or something. She totally switched professions because uh, the nail salon business was like on the rise. So okay. then she, she switched over to nails and that's kind of where I got my work ethic from because she and like, and my summers did not exist as soon as she got that nail salon, like she would make me go up there and like <laughs> make, make me talk to the customers and stuff, you know, like she's okay. like, ask them how their day is. Cause her English wasn't that great, but she wanted to like have me to have conversations with the customers and stuff. So they felt yeah. comfortable or like felt welcome. Um, so in my summers, I would just go up there from, 8 a.m. in the morning until 8 p.m. at night with her. And I basically would help clean the salon or like wash the pedicure tubs and do all that stuff. And my mom didn't want that for me, Um, even though I got my license. And that's what got me through college was, you know, doing nails to earn like a few dollars here Mm -hmm. and there. Like that was something that she actually did not want me to have to. Wow. Okay. So, so you were doing that during your college, like all four years? So like I okay. yeah throughout college and like just getting beer money and stuff I would yeah. you know leave, leave my college with nothing but a full tank of gas and like two dollars to my name and go to the nail salon and work for the weekend there and I would leave with at least like two three hundred in cash and that's how I got through college you know wow okay yeah um, yeah and even now like as a broker and through my professional career in the corporate world I have come to realize that like I don't know if my passion is with nails like I I. I know how to do it very well. I'm very mm-hmm. 
particular and I, my attention to detail is like, I, I would say you can do incredible designs. You're the TikTok star. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And like, I, I haven't done it in so long, but like, I, I miss doing it. And I, I don't know. Sometimes I think about it and I'm just like, if I ever become successful, like I would love to buy a salon and have it as my like side hustle, you know, and like, that's awesome have my mom run it just just because I know customer service and I feel like mm-hmm. I can do really well with it but I went to college and racked up like thirty thousand dollars in student loans so I Love have that. to put use to <laughs> this this degree that I have you know so that's why I felt like going into the corporate route was the right way and I, I mean this is my second job out of college I was with like I was with a rental car company before this and mm-hmm. um for about a year and a half and then I've been with this company going on five years so I I found my passion or like I found something that gives me fulfillment through my current job. But at the same time, I can't help but think that maybe I should have taken the beauty industry route, you know? Yeah. Um, so how did you land your current job here then? Was it, was there some sort of overlap between the car um, company previously or was it just kind of a spur of the moment wanted to switch careers or jobs? So uh, to be honest with you, I like a, business communications degree. I was just like, what can I do with this? You know, I was just like, okay, I'm really good with talking to people. I'm really good with communicating with people. And I just couldn't get any companies to even give me a shot at an internship or like, let me have an interview. Um, mainly because I, the only experience I had on my resume was nail salon experience. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't do any clubs. I didn't do any sports. And I know that like that stuff matters when you're, you know, kind of coming up and building up your resume throughout high school. Mm -hmm. Um, so the car rental business was the only one that gave me a shot at an internship, did that graduated. They invited me back full time. I was there for about a year and a half. And then I kind of realized like, this is hard. And I, I wasn't getting, I wasn't improving or like, I just wasn't moving up in the company as quick as I'd like to. And I just, again, not getting fulfillment, not getting excited when I woke up in the morning to go to work, Mm -hmm. um, took about a month off. And then the company found me, they actually called me and I actually turned them down when they called. Oh, look at you. (laughs) I turned them down. I was just like, uh, don't you guys just cold call people all day? And she's like, yeah, like that's what I'm like. I, I, I'm not interested in that because Uh I was, I came from, car rental where it was face-to-face sales, you know? So yeah. I, I was like, I don't know if I want to do sales again. Like the numbers and metrics like stress me out. And mm-hmm. so then I actually went on Glassdoor and looked up the company and it had great ratings and I sent in an application. <laughs> Did you really? So, yeah. so they called you, you said no. And then <laughs> later like, eh, actually. Yeah, I'll take back. a stab at it. <laughs> yes. Um, so then the same recruiter called me and she's like, I thought you said no, and this wasn't something you weren't interested in. And I was just like, you know, I saw your reviews and I saw what you guys are all about. Like, I'd like to come in for a face to face and it kind of just took off from there. And just like any other sales job, you kind of have your highs and lows. Absolutely. Um, And I would be lying if I didn't want to throw myself out of a window, you know, every other (laughs) week, like this, this job is very much, uh, problem solving, you know, like I'm, the middleman between a company and a truck driver on the road. And I can relay everything from what my customer has said to me and, you know, tell the truck driver and like something could go wrong that's out of my control. And it took me a while to kind of learn to how to uh, emotionally deal with that and not yeah. like express it. Internalize to the everything. And yes, absolutely. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's something that a lot of people face, especially as they started getting into like the real world and managing people as you are. Um, 
not taking everything so personally and feeling like you're the one that's at fault or messing up. Yeah. Or like it's the end of the world. And now I have like, you know, younger tenured people who work with me who go through the same thing and I see them stress and I wish I can like say it in a way where it's just like, just deal with the issue and move on. Like you're Mm kind of letting this bring down your whole entire day. Like one thing can really mess your day up here, you know? So um, it wasn't anything that like directed me. Like it was more so like the ratings on the company. And I came here and, you know, after a year I decided to take the leadership route and I kind of moved up pretty fast. And I was going to say five years. That's, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. <laughs> to quickly start moving up the ranks. Yeah. So like after a year, I did, there's like different levels, but uh, I recently just got my promotion this first half and I'm now overseeing a branch of a team and, you know, I'm responsible for their numbers and I have people that I need to answer to. So that drives me every day, but mm-hmm. also, you know, seeing someone start from the bottom and kind of build up their, their paycheck here because, you know, sales is what you make it. You make your own luck here. Right. Um, right. And seeing them like, thrive and you know improve every single day like kind of gives me purpose to this and I I know I'm underpaid you know like it's the salary stuff like it I don't know I don't think I'm the least underpaid here I do a Mm -hmm. lot for the office but it's just not in my nature to scale back my effort just because I don't think my paycheck matches that if that makes sense like I'm not gonna I'm not going to half-ass a job just because I'm like, I'm not getting paid enough for this. Like my thought is very much like we and us as the office. Um, so I, Team player, I try my totally. best. Yes. I try my best to do that and like lead from the front and try and stay positive to keep others afloat. Even though some days it's really hard. Like my positivity jar gets drained pretty fast yeah. <laughs> on some days, but it's just like, you kind of just have to remind yourself and my bosses and colleagues who are on the same level as me do a pretty good job at like, gassing me up and just kind of reminding me like why I'm in the position that I'm in. Yeah, that's awesome. So would you say you're you're pretty happy with where you're at now? Um, I mean, I can always make more money, you know. <laughs> like I would, <laughs> can't we all, right? Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm pretty happy with like how things are. More money would make me happier, but like Of course. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like I, there's always room for improvement, but I think for right now I'm pretty content with, you know, my life changes in the past 6 months or so. Yeah. So I have to ask then say everything went exactly as you hope or goes exactly as you hope for, where would you like to see yourself in five years? I know that that's such a tough question. And I (laughs) honestly hate anytime my like employer asks that, but Mm -hmm. if you had everything go, you know, according to plan and you didn't have any more challenges ahead for the next five years, where would you see yourself? Would you be opening that nail salon? Would you be still in this corporate position? Yeah. I mean, like, you know, hear things about like Bitcoin and all these different, you know, thing streams of money that people are, you know, dipping into and whether mm-hmm. they are actually like increasing their money from that is whether it's true or not, but I would like another stream of revenue besides what I'm currently doing. Um, just, okay. I don't know whether it be the nail salon. I also would like to stop paying rent. Um, so mm-hmm. I'm hoping to er- at least own something, <laughs> yeah. like whether it be a place downtown or, you know, um, in the suburbs, but I don't know, like, I don't want to put a timeline on, you know, I want to be married and have kids by then mm-hmm. because I did that to myself when I was younger with 28 and I've surpassed that. And I kind of feel like it messed me up more than helped me. Um, but it's just, I'm, I don't know. Dating in Chicago is tough. So I, <laughs> I, I, I don't know what that timeline is going to look like as far as romantic 
romance romance wise, but like, mm-hmm. hopefully I'm going to be in a higher position, um, than I am now. I would like to stop selling and eventually just manage a team. That's yeah. the next step at my company. So maybe something along the lines of that. That's great. So, so would it be safe to say that you're just looking for like essentially financial freedom? Yeah. Financial freedom. Um, I don't have a magic number, you know, like yeah. if I, it's just, it's and just, I don't think I don't think it's fair for anyone to even expect that of you or to mm-hmm. even like it, it again, it looks so so different for every person. Um, I mean, car rental <laughs> to what you're doing now. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, that's what I just think is so crazy about you know having these discussions with so many unique people is that you start off having a plan in mind of what you want to do. And then it looks completely different. And for some people, that, that's strictly luck that gets them there. Like I was waiting to hear a story about how maybe you bumped into somebody on a bus and they offered you a job. Like, oh, like no. there's just so many wild ways to get to where you're at now. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that, would you do you have any like like final piece of advice that you wish was given to you? You know, as you kind of went through your 20s and figured all of this stuff out for yourself. <laughs> um. Well, I. I I mean, I learned this with my career and I, I feel like it's applicable to all aspects of life. But I think the best advice that I got was like, if you are worried about a situation, write down a list of things that you are worried about, cross off all the things that are out of your control and then deal with the things that you can't, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. So it's it's more so just like worrying about like things that are within your control and just kind of not accept it, but it's just, I mean, yeah, not so much accepting it, but it's just like, okay, this is what it is now. And instead of like sitting here and, you know, yelling at XYZ for what went wrong, it's not really going to change anything. You know, it's more so like, all right, I'm going to face this head front and just kind of eat the frog almost and just be like, all right, this is the situation. It's really unfortunate. I'm really sorry. This is how I'm dealing with it versus like, you know, just yelling at somebody and just getting even more upset with yourself and just dwelling on the one, you know, hiccup that happened in the day that really messed things up. Absolutely. I think that's such a great piece of advice. I know, like, I'm just thinking of people coming out of college right now or graduating who might be kicking themselves for the major that they chose or, you know, the path that they took through those four years but at the end of the day, you know what? You made those decisions four years ago and there's nothing more to do than just to keep moving forward. So mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. That's that's a great piece of advice. I'm definitely Thank going you. to be using that in <laughs> my own day-to-day. Yeah. I'm notorious for freaking out about things that I literally have no ounce of control no, over. So Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's hard too. I'm such an emotional and reactive person. Mm-hmm. that like you'll see it on my face and you'll you'll know or you'll hear about it or I feel like I have zero emotional intelligence okay. I, I really do and I, I feel like I should have developed that a long time ago or at least learned how to date or you know do all this stuff but I've been in long relationships all throughout my 20s and now I'm, I wouldn't say paying for it in my 30s but I'm just discovering all this stuff about myself that I feel mm-hmm. like I should have figured out a long time ago so it's just it's a mixture of everything yeah yeah no it's okay. Well, well, we all get there. I mean, <laughs> I know One that I, 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 I cry way too often too. So it's okay. I'm <laughs> certainly on that emotional roller coaster. So <laughs> you and I both. Yep. Yeah. Well, Twain, this has been so wonderful. Thank you so much. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about before I let you go? No, I think that's about it. I mean, we pretty much just like, I mean, I just want to say like everyone's path looks different and 
to feel the pressure that society or like my mom is worried about me not ever but like finding a husband like she talks to fortune tellers and she like literally oh asks about my future like she's very superstitious <laughs> and she's just worried about me which is fine but like in my country women my age are usually like married and have children by now and at my mm-hmm. age if you don't have anything either you're unfertile or you're like broken or something so she's just worried which is understandable it's like all, a whole different culture for her but like yeah you are exactly where you're supposed to be and I remind myself often that like hey you know everything happens for a reason mm-hmm. things didn't work out for a reason so just try and like accept that instead of just like stressing yourself out on what could have been or what should have been and you know unless it's actually going to change it which it won't so totally. that's do I, do I dare say that it's going to happen when you least expect it? Yeah. <laughs> Does that make I you mean, cringe? I, <laughs> no, I don't. Because like I told myself, I'm, I've tried the dating apps and I've tried, you know, going on random dates with strangers I've met in the street that like have asked me out and I'm like, I'll give it a shot. Like what, what can, what, what am I, what can I lose? And like, right. I regret it every single time. And <laughs> I think I told myself, I'm like, I just need to focus on work and just let it come to me. Like it's yeah. a, a it eventually will. And I have confidence wholeheartedly that one day I'll find somebody because I'm, I'm a catch. I'm a dime, you know, yeah, like, know. you sure <laughs> sound like it. <laughs> so I, I know it's just, maybe he just not, he's just isn't in my life yet. And yeah, maybe one day I'll come. You know? Maybe he's working to build up his empire so that he can sweep you off your feet and then you don't have to work another day in your life and you can oh, open that nail I really, salon. <laughs> I really hope so. probably what's I going really, on. <laughs> I hope so. I'll but be yeah, checking in on you in a couple months and see how that's going. <laughs> Absolutely. I'll give you an update. <laughs> <laughs> Look forward to it. Well, thank you so much. I seriously appreciate this so, 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 so much. You're my first interview. So that's so exciting. Um, I love the honor. Thank you so much. Yes. This has been fantastic. So thank you so much for having me. I hope you have a great rest of the night. Thanks. You too, Twain. All right. Bye. Bye. I'm so happy right now. Okay, that was so great. I am so happy with how that interview went. I hope you guys learned some just like a new story and just again reminded remind this reminded you that everyone does things differently I mean here we have Twain who was doing nails in college and now she's doing business logistics which I don't even honestly know what that means sounds like she can't really explain it either so it's okay I think we're both on the same page there um and also the whole she had her life like kind of assumed her life was going to stay on the same path with that Uh, partner of hers and it didn't go that way and now she's just figuring life out for herself and I think that's also a very important reminder that life will change and we have to be able to adapt to those changes and roll with the punches you know also her little advice at the end of like crossing off the things that are out of your control my goodness that is some good advice I spaz way too much about things that are totally out of my control like why? I used to think that I would, never mind, I'm not going to go that deep because I have some bad stories, but I would spaz about the most stupid things. So I think that's so important. Um, thank you for that piece of advice. And yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, ciao. Ew, that was so gross. God, I need to learn out of a better way to end these. Bye. <laughs>